Yo, welcome to the Spark. This is episode 10. It's a special episode. We had the guests that we've been promising you know, this whole time. We need to take a few weeks off, trying to be safe for the, I hope all the ends are safe too from the COVID. But now we're all together. We're all tested. We're all good. And um, I want to firstly introduce our guest. Firstly is not a word. I always say that. First, I want to introduce our guest. This is Jiu-Jitsu Jake. We've been talking about. Say hello, Jake. Hello. I'm dying to be here. <laughs> waiting on it. He's waiting on it. He's going to give us some new insight on what we've been talking about. And of course, we have the man of the hour of tones here. What's up? Welcome back. We're uh, not on the porch today. We're coming from my basement. Normally, we do the porch. It's a little bit brisk in Western PA, so we took it to the confines of my basement. But today, we want to talk a little bit. We're obviously going to get into the jiu-jitsu stuff because how that helps. There's a correlation, wouldn't you think, between physical health and mental health. Wouldn't you say that? 100%. And uh, do you think that jiu-jitsu... Tony has been doing jiu-jitsu too. I might as well say that. How long have you been doing it? A couple of weeks, went, a month? Yeah, we went some in the summer and then a couple of weeks in the winter. But, you know, with everything going on, it's kind of died down for me. That like, sounds like a excuse, but how how many, how, what would you say, like a couple of months? I'd say a couple of months. He's trying to beat around the bush Absolutely. right there. No, I mean, I don't know exactly, but... So, uh, you would say, though, that... There is a correlate. Like, do you? Would you say that jujitsu was one of the best work? Not workouts, but it's one an outlet. Of, it's one of the best of outlets. Yeah. Would Absolutely. you say? Absolutely, I think it's an outlet in terms of you relieve physical stress, but you live in the fight or flight, so you have to really get comfortable being uncomfortable. Is the best way I describe it. So. Uh, for people that don't know, because everybody's not... With that comment, I mean, where he looked at it that way, that definitely helps. You can see how that correlates with mental health. Uh, how would you say that? When you're battling, like he said, you have to be... A lot of times you're in a battle, you know, it's you versus you or your emotions. And this is one way of that you're training, you're learning how to battle back. Yeah, and not quitting, ultimately. You know, there's a lot of times, he can tell you, there's a lot of times when you would easily sit out around and want to quit and... You have to get through that mental barrier of, okay, do I quit now and walk off the mat, or do I keep going, push through, and get after it? So, you think that the the things that you look... Let's start over, because for people, everybody doesn't know what jiu-jitsu is. When you hear jiu-jitsu, you think of... If you're not a person that watches UFC, or you're not a person that watches MMA, when you hear jiu-jitsu, it sounds... Unsettling, like the average person's not gonna be like, oh, jujitsu, and go in there and they explain a little bit what it is. Right, to... originally it was based out of Japan, and jujitsu is grappling with submissions to end the fight, right? It's a traditional grappling in the sense of you start standing up, you score a takedown, you dominate for a position in regular Greco wrestling. You know, it's a pin and it's over, where jujitsu goes from pin to Submission, whether it be an arm lock, leg lock, choke, whatever, whatever submission you would like to use. But then, who made it famous were the Gracies and UFC One. A bunch of Brazilians came up from, you know, South America. They entered their youngest brother, who was not the best. He entered the UFC, submitted everybody, and then it kind of took its own life from there. But really, it's 
a traditional martial art like karate, like taekwondo, anything that, you know, you see a black belt or whatever and you work your way up the ladder, but ultimately it's it's grappling with submissions. And so grappling, is, grappling yes. is wrestling is what you would say, right? Yes, absolutely. If I'm a 65-year-old gentleman... Um, and I'm I'm looking I'm dealing with some stuff I want to start working out I I see Jiu Jitsu gym, sell I mean you you said choke you said a lot of aggressive stuff submitting, what makes this okay for everybody? To do? Well, because if you come to a class, it's not okay. You throw on the mat, you throw on the gi, and you get going, and you try to submit each other. No, it's it's a lot of functional strength, it's a lot of cardiovascular endurance, it's a lot of warm ups, it's a lot of drills that are body fluid mechanics. But then. You can control the environment where you can make people start in a certain position and fight out of a bad spot. Or you can try to dominate without submissions. And the longer you're there, the more comfortable, you know, the more comfortable you're going to become with certain positions, certain skills that you have. And then you progress into more aggressive grappling if you want. But you don't even ever have to get in that situation. But so it, it, and you're a neophyte in all this. You're, you're new to this, Tony. So, like, would you say, like, this is, do you, do you, he, you're a what belt? Brown belt. Brown belt. So, you are even, I don't know if they <laughs> no belt. belt. I have no belt. Um, I go for the cause training, like the, the mental aspect of it, and for work purposes. Yeah, so, like, what I'm trying to articulate <clears throat> is this. What we're trying to pitch to the audience here is we're, we're, we're trying to talk about different outlets to make that body mind connection, we're all in agreement. Even though I don't do, do jujitsu, but I love the sport and things like that. That this outlet has helped a lot of people. Like you've come across a lot of people in your travels doing this, where it has resonated with them and even changed their entire lifestyle. Yeah, I, I would argue that everybody that is a current student at our gym would come on this podcast and tell you that it's changed them for the <clears throat> Every single person I've ever met that is an actual practitioner, not somebody that's been there once or twice, or even even the people that have been there once or twice, they've said that. So what I'm trying what I'm trying to articulate is like this is something that everybody can do that it it isn't something where they're gonna go there and get choked to no, death. No, absolutely not. Or their arm broken. No, absolutely not. It, it is the most controlled environment you don't strike, so there, you take that element out, out of as a you know random knee or elbow that could put you to sleep. Everything is so controlled, and if you get a gym with legit purple, brown, and black belts, they control the environment. I'm sure there are gyms that are not healthy, yeah, like any other gym in the world. However, if you find a good gym, you find good instructors, you find people that care and live the lifestyle, it's going to change you for the better. And the women that I've met that are in jiu-jitsu that are, do it, they all speak super. The women that have actually done it love it and yes. say that they had reservations initially about because it's wrestling. You're wrestling another. You're wrestling a dude. Um, you're wrestling another woman. You know, it's it's a physical thing, and a lot of them were off put by that. But once they did it, and me knowing them, it does seem to be very female friendly too. I hate oh, using the word female. But. No, but you're right. It's a lot for women to come into a gym and be in close contact with an adult male or an adult female. Because you're wrestling, especially somebody who's been through trauma. Yes, yes. But once you see it and you take it for what it is and you trust in the process, there's no sexual innuendo <clears throat> involved in jiu-jitsu or wrestling. You know, you're strictly there to grapple, to win a position, to 
win a submission to dominate at your particular skill set. I'd like to intervene with that. I, what are your thoughts on this, too? I mean, you become, that's like a family. Like, you guys look like a family every yes. thing I'm at. So not only are you getting that workout, you're getting a person you can call at midnight to talk to about whatever. And yeah. I know for a fact you've probably done that before. And Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, you know, we've had some things that have, you know, not been great coming to our gym and people that we've had to eliminate from our gym. And you work through that. But ultimately, every time you step on the mat, you do show respect to each other. You look forward to training with one another. You know, we've been to funerals for people. We've... We've done a lot together that most people in a friendly environment don't do with each other. You know, it's different than going to a gym and seeing somebody lifts weights. But when you share that... It's a totally different environment. Me who's in a gym, gym, like a weightlifting gym, it's totally different people. Yes. I could say that confidently. I've been in the gym for how many years now? 25 years. Yeah. It's a completely different vibe in there. Yeah. It looks like a family. The gym ain't... No, the no, jiu-jitsu no. thing is like I see these dudes help each other I see these dudes I mean it literally is that and when I say dudes I mean everyone I see the people that are involved in it they're they're involved in charity stuff they're they feel better about themselves I think yeah and I think and one of the things I noticed when I first went was that they are there like there's nobody going in nobody i've experienced that's going in that's like you know what i'm gonna take this guy's head off because this is his first day like nobody did that nobody even thought about it or wanted to they were going in basically showing you like hey this is where you start like this is what you can do from this position all that stuff like that but not one person was like i'm gonna just try to break his arm nothing like that no no and it's not about that because the conversations we've had in previous podcasts were... Very humble. Yeah, humble. Um, the pre- the conversation, and I'll catch you up, and I'll catch the listeners up. The conversations <clears throat> that Tony and I had in the previous um, podcasts were... During, when you're, He calls it a... There's different... On his timeline of dealing with trauma, there was different stops along that where he used coping mechanisms to make it not through but to like how would you describe it to help battle like i say it's battle on your demons to help battle his demons and and we talked about like writing stuff down and we talked about burning the things we wrote letters exercise meditation books learning going to therapy learning about all that kind of stuff but what kept coming back and the reason one of the reasons we brought you and you'll be on again is that we kept coming back to how good we feel after doing physical exertion. And I it brought up the Rogan thing that he says that I, people walk around like full battery, like your battery is just overflowing with energy. And that then comes out in different way. If you don't expend that energy that I think it wears on you mentally too. And if you're going through, certain levels of trauma i think that, that just adds to it if you're out of shape if you're overweight if you don't have the best self confidence confidence that that could only add to the stuff that you're going through do you does that sound what do you yeah, think and I, I can't really speak to to the trauma yeah me neither that's what it. i mean but i i do know a lot of people come in with a lot of baggage or, or certain things that they're dealing with whether it be body image or, you know, lack of confidence because they are out of shape or overweight or maybe that they maybe did jail time, whatever it may be. I don't know where people were coming from. But 
I do know once they hit the mat and once they become part of the family and once they start to test themselves and empty that gas tank a little bit and you live a lot in a, in a fight or flight, I say that all the time, even if it's a controlled environment, ultimately if I have somebody in a position on me where I'm uncomfortable, I'm either going to panic and freak out or I'm going to process, slow the whole situation down, think about what I have to do, work on technique, work my way out of the position. And if I don't, the person that I'm with is going to help me work out and tell me good job or they're going to feel that. And then I've built that bond with them because then they're going to say, hey, you've helped me. Here's where you could have done better. And then the next time, hopefully you do better. And then you kind of build that trust with everybody and it's and, good for you. And right there, I mean, he said it, that. That's ultimately what you're doing with that's that. That's life. Yeah. Life in general. You're learning, I don't care what age you are, you might not learn that kind of stuff till you're 50, 60, 70, whatever. But he says right there, like, you're learning how to handle situations because through jiu-jitsu and the training you do, you're learning to not, like you said, you don't freak out in the mat. You don't overthink things. You don't give up. No. So you're learning right there to learn how to handle life. Yeah, real-time problem, real problem solving. And that carries over into real life. You start to learn how, okay, I'm in a bad position. I need to stop. I need to think about what do I need to do. So you're carrying this stuff over from jiu-jitsu into real life. Like a lot of the physical activity we talk about, you're, you know, this time now you're battling yourself instead of somebody on a mat, but you've already trained your mind that i yes. got to figure out how to handle this situation, figure out how to overcome whatever the situation is and do it calmly and what's healthy for me. And I not think to calm is the biggest thing you get from jiu-jitsu. That's the thing I've noticed about uh, high-level jiu-jitsu practitioners. They don't even look like their heart rate moves. They could be in the worst position ever and their ability to like calm themselves down and slow everything down. And, you, and I think that's what you got to do when you're dealing with... Like, if you're having a manic day, like, if you're having one of the days that you were talking about where, like, everything's, everything's coming out. out. Yeah, everything's coming down at once, everything's bothering you, you have to find a way to control that and not let it overtake you. And that's just the same thing that he talked about. One of the biggest things he always says when we're, when we're training is, like, relax. Like, don't start breathing too heavy, don't start thinking you're dying, you can't get out of this because once you do that, you start overexerting yourself, you yeah, start... You turn your back and you you get choked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's life. That would be life. I mean, once you start overlooking it and not figuring out, not trying to focus on what you're trying to handle, next thing you know, you're engulfed in darkness and you're like, oh no, how do I get out of here now? Yeah. So it's a good way to... So you think this is ultimately a good tool to have in your tool belt, just in life in general, it's not just... You know, I say it all the time. I mean, this, the physical fitness, the... Because, like, the gym isn't for everybody. I don't think. Like, no, going to lift and, weights. And that's why this, all this stuff doesn't, I don't think... But I think that jiu-jitsu, if having these kind of conversations... Having these kind of conversations, I think, opens people's eyes a little bit to jiu-jitsu. It's another option that... Another option they never would know before. Would know. Just like... But the gym, for sure, because we talk a lot about going to the gym. Yes. And going in there and fucking deadlifting and all that ain't that's not for everybody no and and it's a it's another intimidating environment it's what to go to the gym when you're weak and if you're a middle-aged man and you've never lifted weights and you're going to go bench the bar you feel some type of way about that more so i believe than you know uh, a woman going there like if you're a grown man and you have to you start from the beginning and i could say this because i'm a grown man if you 
are in there benching the bar, you could be the most self con- self confident person ever. But if you're on this bench and you're doing the bar and you got a fella next to you, like the big cat, close gripping four oh five, that has to do something to you. Yes, you know perception is reality. So. Even though I don't care. That me, the guy doing the 405, looks at the guy that's doing the bar like that dude is better off than me. He's starting, he's like, he's dedicated, he's doing his thing. It's easy for me to go but in that, and do that. That comes back to what we always talk about. Like, we can't be, you can't let outside sources affect how your life goes because that's not just at the gym or jiu-jitsu or anywhere in real life. You can't, you're right, but I just there, think that it's you like have more to, intimidating in the gym. I, I would, it's absolutely intimidating. I don't, I don't think we It shouldn't be. That. It shouldn't and, be. And why, why it's different in jiu-jitsu is because if you come in as a white belt and you see the black belt with the, you know, the scars or whatever, all the accolades, and you get on the mat with him, he's going to teach you, right? He's going to yeah. show you something new each day. He's going to give you a tool to work on. Or the gym, you might never build that bond. You're never going to talk to yeah, You yeah. might never approach each other. But if you're on the mat, there's not a day where people come on the mat that everybody that's an instructor at our gym, we talk to every single person. That's hey, what I mean. How are you? How's the family? How's it? How are your day's good? You coming in tomorrow? I'll make sure you eat something right. We're going to run this week and you should come. We include everybody. Yeah. We have people that would never hang out outside of the gym before jujitsu. And now, you know, you go watch fights together. You support each other's business. You call each other to help move or, you know, build a shelf or do whatever. Everybody's willing to do it. Or if you go to the gym, you might never build a relationship with anybody. anybody. Definitely, when you at a gym, Philip, they like to have way more egos than you do. Well, that too, yeah. At jiu-jitsu, that's a huge difference, I noticed. I mean, like you said, we, I've been in the gym forever. And most time you don't get approached by anybody. Nobody wants to help anybody else in that gym. But no. jiu-jitsu, everybody there is willing to do something. That's like what I'm saying. Check their they all the they all help each other, and it might be like we might be a little bit biased because your gym, plural, might just be better than everybody else's. But I I think talking to people because I know people in the area that go like yeah. Pittsburgh and stuff like that, and they all have the same kind of experience. Maybe it's this area. I don't know, but I think that it. I think it's you, I think it's pretty much everywhere. You know, when you watch fights on TV, you got you get gyms from east and west coast that fight, share an octagon together, and always after a fight, I would say nine times out of ten, the guys show each other love. Yeah. You know, and that's the same with jujitsu. You go to a jujitsu tournament, everybody's laughing, having a good time. You could have an <clears> intense <throat> match, but the coaches are going to shake hands, the competitors are going to shake hands, the teams talk, you buy each other's gear, you do a lot together because you respect. The fact that everybody's on the mat and they've taken that step to become a practitioner and become better at that skill and that starts probably that's probably i'd say you know deep-rooted from the very beginning way yes. back when this started with that was one of the big things right? it was a family like, started respect. and it's an honor thing yeah you, you know you train jiu-jitsu and a lot of guys that i know that train jiu-jitsu i'm not a, a badass by any means but i know guys that can handle themselves in almost any situation if you would see them on the street or at a grocery store, they're unassuming guys. They're nice. They're too, lanky. Yeah. They're you know they're not the biggest guy. They're not the most aggressive guy. But when push comes to shove, they have that skill set, that mentality where they can defuse the situation in one way or another. And I think that's also why jujitsu helps people mentally because you are comfortable in any situation. What about other aspects of martial arts? Because you do more than just jujitsu. So there's. Muay Thai, there's, you know, kickboxing, there's boxing. Would you suggest those kind of things also to somebody? 
Yeah, I mean, it depends what you're looking for. If you want to empty the tank, the boxing and the kickboxing are good cardiovascular workouts where you're going to empty the tank and you're going to push yourself with the cardio aspect. But I do not think it's for everybody because when you do spar... Oh, do, you have, do you have to spar? No, but a lot of people like to dip their toe in that water and then that's immediately going to turn you off because, you know, if you get hit, you're probably going to hit hard back and that is an environment you can't necessarily control unless you go to a gym that controls it from the beginning. Yeah. You know, we have really toned it back at our gym in terms of sparring and teaching people stand up where we do sparring drills. But we always say this is not sparring. This is the, the lab. We're having fun. We're playing around. We're learning. Nobody gets dinged up. If you don't have a mouthpiece, you have to tell everybody, hey, I don't have a mouthpiece. But it's a lot more chaotic, and I do not think it's for everybody. I think anybody can learn it, but I don't think it's for everybody in terms of... Because it's a, it's a different animal. It's a different animal. But jiu-jitsu, though... Is for anybody. Is for anybody. Yes. And the amount of... You're right over there, bud. Just waiting. Um... Would you say that? And we've done some like run, we. I talk about running now, obviously, because we're professional runners. <laughs> but uh, like for me, running was a big thing because it's something that you normally don't do, especially as like a football player. You don't run. You run, of course, but you don't run like me running ten k's and things yeah. like that, especially. You know, two, three hundred pounds, two ninety five. You know, that was something that I like doing because, and it honestly. It clears your head, and it gives you something to look forward to, and I think that you have to look for a marriage, whether it's walking around the block, going to jiu-jitsu, eating the right stuff, which we're going to talk to you about here in a minute. Um, anything you're doing like that to take care of your physical vehicle, I think that there's a correlation between you feeling good mentally and that, and we're trying to provide different avenues that people can take and i don't think the jujitsu and that's why we were talking about that mainly is something that the average person's like yeah let's go do jujitsu no nine times out of ten you get people that hear about it from a friend or mostly it's from a friend or a kid at school tells a kid and then they, their parents want to sign them up or they want to find something that's not wrestling or not karate or yeah. taekwondo which are all good don't get me wrong it's an all it's a good discipline but Application and practicality in jiu-jitsu is number one. Yeah, because and the, knowing also if you've, I mean, uh, Tony, if you are a person that dealt with a little bit of trauma, do you think being able to like handle yourself in a physical situation would accelerate the trauma or would it you know, stifle it a little bit. Like, do you think, so like, being able to handle yourself in a physical altercation, not saying you're look, yeah, out here looking for a fight. I know what you're saying. It, I mean, it would depend on what they're... Is that a different level of confidence is what I'm saying? I think when you're going through the darkness, we've talked about it, like, my confidence went from high to completely shot, like gone. I had no confidence and you... And this stuff, you're going to help build your confidence back up. And it doesn't matter if it's just there, but that's still a confidence booster. So it does build your confidence. You're looking at that point, you're so low, you start questioning everything you do. Like, am I good at this? Am I good at that? 
and so forth. And now this is just an extra thing to help build confidence. Again, we're not going to say jujitsu itself is going to fix everything, but it's an extra outlet, an extra activity you can do to help battle. Because that's what we're looking for. So, like, ultimately, people, the, the spark is dedicated to mental health. So, obviously, we talked about Tony's trauma. You're aware of it. Yes. You know, he's been, been through, we'll rehash a little bit. He is an active member of police. He was responding to a situation where, this is one of the incidents, but this is the major one, where he and his partner were shot, which they returned fire and shot the what are we calling them? The perpetrator? Is that what yeah, they call them? I don't know. I watch Law, I watch Law and Order. <laughs> the, perp. the perp. So, after that, he didn't really know anything because you know how we grew up. You knew you're the same age. You know that it's not... An, you've always been comfortable talking about stuff, but everybody... It's because your parents are good parents and you always can talk to them about everything. But... Everybody, especially in our age demographic, isn't comfortable with discussing emotions, mental health, that kind of stuff. So after Tony's event, he didn't believe any of this. He didn't think that it was real. He didn't believe in therapy. He didn't believe in PTSD. He didn't believe in any of that. Stuff transpired, as you know, because you were here. We didn't really know... I'm speaking for me, and I'm sure you, you didn't know how deep it was. Like, you knew that obviously he was going through stuff, but like, I know for me, I didn't know that he was having the amount of flashbacks he was having. Like, he told a story on, on a previous podcast where he was at the gym, and he was walking around in the parking lot outside the gym for like, what, half an hour? Yeah, it was something like that. Having a conversation with the fellow that he shot. And he didn't even realize he was doing it. It, like, took him completely out. So, like, there's no way of anybody knowing that unless he would have said that. So, we're trying to open the door to make it more comfortable for people to have these kind of conversations. And then by doing that, we're looking for ways. You're never going to cure PTSD we've come up with. You can't cure it, I don't think. Do you think you can cure it? No, no. I don't think so at all. But I do think that providing outlets and providing a podcast like this where people might relate to a certain issue, you know, going back to some of the guys from our gym, they're ex-Marines that have been in tours in Iraq. I know that they deal with a lot of demons. There's a lot of alcoholism. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of aggression. And one of the ways to work with that is, you know, find out what is your trigger? How do you go about your day? Are you going to drink? Are you going to identify your triggers? Are you going to do something positive And a lot of the guys that I've come across have done a great job of giving back to the community or the brotherhood that they're in. And whether it be through jujitsu or fundraising or whatever it may be, they are coping where some people don't know how to cope. And I think this podcast is huge to help people understand that no matter who you are, there's somebody else out there that can relate. Like We might not be able to relate to Tony's situation, but we can empathize and sympathize with him and try to help him along the way and maybe, you know, give him another tool in his tool belt, like he said. Exactly. And work back to being as normal as your brain can allow. And that's that and that's what I was getting to. So like we were talking about that. We we brought that kind of stuff up. We're trying to create this platform for that to happen. And not only is it important for the people that are going through the trauma, it's like you just said, 
people that aren't dealing with it, but the people that have the friends or wife or kid or whoever's in your life that is going through this, the people that aren't the ones with the trauma, I think this is even more important for because how if you don't know, how are we supposed to help? If we're not like I wasn't comfortable enough to like you say how you doing to him, like how you feeling, you, but it's like a general. It's not genuine. It, uh, yeah. I mean, it was genuine. You really want to know how he's doing. But, like, you're not expecting him to go, well, I was up all night having nightmares. Or... And how do you respond And then to how that? do you respond yeah, to You're that? expecting so, to get the, I'm good. I'm good. That's what he did. I'm yes. good. Every time we saw him, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So, I think that's what we're trying to do here. And by having different guests, and we had Brandy on, child Brandy. I'd like to have you both at the same time. Brandy is an EMT, and she was talking about it because we don't want to just make this law enforcement, military heavy. Of course they have trauma, but trauma, and you know from your profession, is anything. It could be abuse. It could be sexual abuse. It could be bullying, which I'm sure you deal with on a regular basis. It could be, you know, a lot of things. Yeah, loss of a parent. Loss, loss of, of a, a parent, brother. loss of a sibling. So like parental abuse at home, yeah, lack poverty, of poverty, yeah. lack of parental, absolutely. So, which brings up a good thing: getting younger kids in this. I've noticed that you you've probably touched a lot of younger kids by giving them that that you're putting responsibility on them. You're putting. I can't imagine the kind of confidence it would build for a kids schedule that they have to go by, um, learning respect stuff they're not getting like. We, we never really talk about that stuff on this podcast, but a lot of, you know, younger kids that don't have that at home and now can come to, you know, not just your training, but any training and start learning yeah. some of the tools in life you can learn there. And hear it from somebody other than their parents or a teacher and, again, provide an outlet to get rid of a little bit of aggression to kind of humble yourself in front of yourself because it is a one-on-one situation. And yeah, you teach them, you know, you teach them not to quit. And ultimately, like you said, it was like, Situations hit you, and you're, you're going to have to react one way or another. And the more you provide and in life, opportunity, you know, the more more options you have. And in life, it's it's all up to you, really. But it's nice, like jujitsu. It's up to you, but you also have a support system that can help support you. Yes. But ultimately, life, anything, jujitsu on the mat, you're the one out there at that time. That it's on you at that moment. Do you think feeling uncomfortable <clears throat> is important? This I is do. to either one of you. And why do you think? I agree. Why do you think that feeling uncomfortable is important? Well, number one, being uncomfortable makes you become a problem solver. You know, why are you uncomfortable? Am I going to keep being uncomfortable? Am I going to be a crybaby? Or am I going to figure out a way to change my situation? Number one. Because when you're uncomfortable, you have to make uncomfortable decisions. And that's going to lead to an outcome. And they're not always good outcomes. Sometimes you're going to have to learn from them. But going back to jiu-jitsu, you know, everybody says you're either win or you learn, right? And that's so cliche to say because everyone says, well, if you lose, you know, just take it like you lose. But any loss you have, you can learn from a loss. So when you're uncomfortable, you're going to have to make a decision one way or another, and you're going to have to learn from them if it's not the right decision. <clears throat> you know, I'm sure going through trauma, you made some decisions that weren't the most healthy. Yeah. But you didn't suck her down and keep going down the wrong path. You said, okay. That wasn't working. Let's go to plan B, whether it be therapy. Okay, therapy's not working. Let's go to the gym. Oh, the gym's not working. Let's go to jujitsu. Jujitsu's not working. You keep trying and plotting So keep along. looking for, 
And I feel almost guilty, and like I a hundred thousand percent agree with what you're saying, Wait. but I feel kind of guilty giving that kind of advice because and that's why I always refer to him, and he agrees with us too, but the comments and stuff that we give that we get not all of them, but a ten percent I'd say what fifteen percent yeah I get a lot the, they believe that the way the way that you're talking right now and the way that he says and what I agree with that that's problematic that Go ahead. Just to jump off of what he was saying was, I absolutely agree with that too. And I actually, I've said, I've had some posts say this, that in a sense that I don't even consider them losses anymore. I consider them a learning. I learned. I didn't lose. I learned something not to do. Yeah. Um, and that that helps people as a mental perspective. Like people hate hearing the word loss. So you say, well, I didn't lose. I just learned what not to do next time. Yeah. And absolutely, if you do something that doesn't work, well, okay, that didn't work, so let's try this. And you just keep going. Or you can stop and just stay where you are, and then that's that. And you said your one football coach mentioned that one time. Yeah, you get better, you get worse. You get better, you get worse. There's you no stay the staying the same, and that's the same with any of this stuff. Like, yeah, you can, okay, I'm in an uncomfortable position. What do you do? You either do something to get out of it, or you just stay in that and then you're uncomfortable. But So that's what I'm saying. So that's our that's all the flag we're flying here at the spark. But people think that that's a problematic way of thinking like so we're saying like don't 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 just accept it basically. Like yeah, you have PTSD, yeah, you have depression, yeah, you have whatever. But you're not supposed to accept it. You do exactly what we're saying. You look for different outlets to help. If therapy doesn't work, and you go to the next thing. If talking to your friends doesn't work, do the next thing. If working out doesn't work, do the next thing. Try to find, never stay the same. He describes it as being on a bridge. Over on this side of the bridge, there's like a tornado and a thunderstorm and lightning and all kind of stuff. And on this side of the bridge, it's a sunny day. And he identifies how he's feeling by where he's at on that bridge that day. So today he might be closer to the storm than, but he's all than the sunny side. And then what do I do to get closer to the sunny side? Some days he might be on the sunny side and he's like, I don't want to regress if that's even a word you could use. So what do I do to stay on the sunny side? People say that that's problematic way of thinking that, you know, that that's just not the case for everybody. That you, you, you can't just say, all right, I'm not going to accept this. And what we're trying to figure out at this point is, what do you say to a person like that? Well, you say, what have you tried? You know, where, where's the proof, right? What have you done? Have you gone to the gym? Okay, what did you do at the gym? Were you just going with a nameless goal? Have you set goals for yourself? Have you set goals for somebody else? Some, have you asked for help from somebody to help you set these goals? If you stay to yourself, you get inside your head, and then everything that people suggest, you shut down, then there you are. You're comfortable in your situation not getting any different. You're comfortable not taking a risk. You're comfortable just being sad. You're comfortable just hitting the bottle every day because that's what you know. And until you take a risk to step outside of your bubble, then you're going to be a hater. You're not going to want to try anything new because you're afraid. You're afraid that you know, somebody might make fun of you or, or somebody's going to judge you or it might not work. Yeah, and it might not work and you might be uncomfortable 
and you might go back to square one. However, if you don't ever step outside, the, the, what are you going to do? You, know, you can definitely type on a keyboard all day. That's this, da-da-da-da-da. Come to the gym, right? To these people that are firing all this hate or that's not a yeah. healthy way to live. Well, they're just saying like, they're like, oh, that's easy for you to say. Or they'll say, and I'm not coming at these people. I'm sure they have stuff going on. You know I'm sure, mean? yeah. But like, our point is, is you can't just lay down and take it. You can't lay down and die. Especially if you have people that care about you. Yes. If you have kids and you're willing to just be like, um, I'm, I have PTSD, like this is it. I, you're, you're, not only are you suffering, which is fine because that's you, you make your own decision, but everyone around you, I feel like, is, is suffering. And you, you touched on that. Yeah. You saw it when I was going through it. I mean, a lot of my, my whole unit was affected. Relation, personal relationships were affected, ended. You know, if you're going to do that, you're, you're going to affect anybody around you. And that's the way it is. I mean, there's no way of saying if you, you, you're married, that's, you're going to stay in that position forever. You're probably going to land up divorced. Mm-hmm. If you have kids, your, your, your relationship with your kids is going to start to get distant more and more. There's no, it's not just you. And like we've said before, when people will say, well, I don't have anybody. Well, it's. Because they say that, like it's like they look for everything. Everything we throw out there, because we're just we're not. I'm far from a doctor or a PhD. Yes. I'm not either. But like the stuff that we throw out, as as we're just spitballing here, we're just spitballing, we're brainstorming. They kind of like shut it down, like you know well, that's just not me or that's not going to work, and I just think that way of thinking is more unhealthy and, than anything yeah and 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 i don't again i don't know what people are going through because you don't and you, i never have so and I don't if know. you don't feel like you have somebody i'm sure they could send you a message or or tony a message or even myself a message and say hey i want to try this well meet me here we go yeah. let's get after it if you don't have anybody well here's three people right here that understand that there are people out there that might not let's get after it tomorrow and if you don't take the, the, the chance to do that, then you, have you can't be helped then. And then this is not for you. This podcast isn't for you then. This is for the people that want to make a change and want to find the spark. Right? If you don't want to find the spark, then you've already made up your mind. You better tune out and you know read a Nicholas Sparks book. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is for people that want to do something different. So maybe that is it. And that's, I feel like that's <laughs> profound. I feel like that's what this podcast is for. Somebody that wants... To learn and about like this. Like you said, it's 2020. Like, but once there's it gets so much social media that you can reach out to somebody. There's so much negativity. And like we were looking and like people and he got more flack because you know the people that go on social media and just like, my, I don't have any money. My dog has the flu. My, it's just constant negativity. negativity. Yeah. And living like that, I, I, I don't know how, if you are depressed or you have some sort of mental health issue. I'm sure that that is a result of that. You doing that kind of stuff is a result of you being depressed and stuff like that. But in 2020, where mental health help is readily available, everybody yeah, has a platform. Everybody talks about it. it. It's much more open now. To not take those chances and risks, like <coughs> Jake said, I, I just don't, you don't want to get better then. Or, and, and better we don't even use. You don't want to get whatever. You use better. I don't. 
I, it is better because you're better than you were. I'm better than I was two years ago, yeah. three years ago. And you never, we, what we're saying with that is that you don't get rid of the trauma. The trauma no. happened. Like, getting shot happened. There's no way again. Oh, it's gone. It never happened. Yeah, like, you still that's still there. Man. You're learning. What do we always say? You're learning to walk with your trauma. So every once in a while, I do have a nightmare. But it's not every night, all night anymore. Or sometimes I think about it. Like I said, I have that scar. It's there. It's not going anywhere. But I've learned how to cope with it and learn to walk through life and live a life a million times better than it was three years ago. Yeah. Um, but we talked, you talk about the negativity. I, talk, I just mentioned this to somebody the other day. Um, this is somebody was in a bad mood already, like just a bad day. Somebody else was trying to help that person out and show them, like, hey, like this happened to me before and like it, it worked out all right. And that person out there was like, nope, not having it, not at all. So then, of course, the other person's like, you know, I'm trying to help and this and that. And I'm like, this is an example perfect in life. If somebody is in a bad place at that moment and you try and they're not biting, they don't they don't want to hear the positivity. If you're in a negative place, they don't want to hear positive things. At that moment, they are negative that, and they want to engulf themselves in that. Why do you so think that is? So they will go is? to, say him and I are talking. Yeah. And we're talking negative and you come over here positive. It's unlikely that we're going to even acknowledge you at that point. And Why that, ourselves Why do you think people? that that... What do you think... Why is why do you think negative, that's the case? I think sometimes if you're negative, like when I was in a bad place, the easiest thing was to do is stay in that bad place. It's not hard. No. You're there. When you try to change into a positive, you're now altering your thinking, altering the way stuff you say to yourself. You're altering what you're doing. That's actually work. Like you have to work to get out of that negative yes. place. And you're comfortable yeah. being in the negative place, right? And goes bad. I'm sure a lot of PTSD. It definitely messes with your hormones, right? Your your serotonin levels, your dopamine levels, you know, your estrogen <coughs> levels, your, your adrenal levels, that all comes into place. And unless you can get some help, whether you're going to test these different things in your body, you, you might not know a solution as to why. So if you're not willing to get help and you're willing to just stay in this negative place, you know, maybe you do go get a blood test or maybe you do go get a psychiatric evaluation or maybe you do listen to this podcast and try something. But if you're not willing to try any of that, yeah, you have to. Be then you're to. going to lose the battle. You have right? to. And a lot of people see it. I mean, suicide's prevalent. You know, poverty is prevalent. People find these holes and get it. And especially now, what's going on? You know, Pete. I don't know what's happening in all the rest of your states, but like here, I mean, they're shutting shit down again for twenty-one days. Yes. You know, it's it's already been a tough enough year for a lot of people, especially small business owners and things like that. Then they're shutting you down again, like to one of the most busy times of the year where I'm sure a lot of people make their revenue. Waitresses. Um, people that have kids. Hospitality. I mean, you have kids. Christmas is around the corner. That's a big deal. So I'm sure depression levels are high right now. If you're already dealing with that, this only could make it worse. But you still have to be willing... To do with what you're saying and look for a way out of it. We, what do we always say? You can only control what you can control. Yeah. We can't control everything that's going on around us, but we can control what we do with that. So, again, all these outlets we talked about, writing, uh, jiu-jitsu, going for a walk, going for a jog, going for a run, gym, any of that stuff, that's all outlets that should 
most of the time in some way help. See, yeah, um, you're falling into the trap. All the people that are negative, you're yeah. focusing on the negative, right? Yeah. You can't, the 15% that are negative, you can provide it, right? Yeah. But if they're not willing to change, then you got to focus on the other percentage that wants help and that is going to get help and is going to take what you taught them and it's going to be the ripple effect. You throw the pond in the water and it's going to ripple out from one person to three to five to nine to whatever. Yeah, it has and those to. negative people will always be in the background and you hope that they make a decision that's healthy. But that is what negative people want negative thoughts. Misery and, loves misery. Yeah, yeah they misery love, loves yeah, company. And they do. So. And you have to address it Try to help them, but ultimately, if they don't want to be helped, then then you got to move on to the next one that does want help, I, and, and let them that. know that that door is open. It's open, but Always. like you got to walk through that shit. Though. Yes, yeah, and that's the thing. We can do a million different things. I mean, I told you before. Like I was told, you probably need to get a therapist. And what did I say to those responses? Like I'm fucking fine. Leave me alone. Yeah. That time I was not. That wasn't gonna happen. Like I wasn't going down that route, and I just. And a lot of that had to do with blocking things out and stuff, but you couldn't get to me at that point. Now, when you went to your lowest part of your your darkness... He calls it the black hole. The, so when you were in the black hole and you would listen to a podcast like this, what would you think? I would... Depends at what point. When I was... Because there's phases that I just blocked everything out, I would have never listened to this at that point because I was still in pre-shooting mode. This stuff doesn't exist. But once I started to realize... How the hell am I way down here? I'm alone. I'm pushing the kids away. I've already pushed away the, the person I was dating. All this stuff is when I realized, like, oh, it's time. Like, I need to do something. That's that's one of the biggest things. Like, this podcast would have been great then. Yeah. that's when I had to start looking for things. Like, I didn't know about all this stuff online. I didn't know about all these different books. And a lot of it was reading some of it and realizing, wow, there's things out there. What do I do? And the first step was well, you educated yourself about it too, which I don't know if everybody does. Like you, once you started realizing that this was real, like you went, you were balls deep. You yeah. started reading. You started doing everything. Now, is there yeah. something that you could put together a resource list for people that are leaving the negative comments if they're saying I don't have anybody? Okay, well, here's a list of people you could contact. Here's a list of agencies in your area you could contact. We put some of that out yeah. there and there. We put here's concepts on how to do this um, yeah here's some books we need to do that we need to get a better you know books yeah resources yeah you know some of our posts we've put out different things of showing like, like i, I gave a blogs. what's that one blog i did was about a guideline like when you sit down you need to you didn't sit down like it's no different if you go into a, a match in jiu-jitsu you have a plan before you get there right yes if you go to battle yourself in the darkness and the black hole you need a plan like you can't just walk in here and go all right i'm gonna battle these demons well, how yes. what are you gonna do there's always you have to have a plan and that that was the one day we talked i could probably do another blog and we've got a lot more people since then yeah we'll just we'll just get some more resources for people to because like initially when i started looking i was looking at like blogs and stuff like that and end up getting real weird there's dick pics involved it, it got <laughs> like it got went off the rails fast but I'm trying to find people legit stuff yeah, and then it was like scams like the one was in Somalia like send us four dollars and yeah and we'll send you back 80 and, and we'll give you yeah <laughs> so like we're gonna do a second podcast this is part one of this it, we're almost out about uh, out, of, out of time but mainly what we want to get from this is one we wanted to introduce you to Jiu Jitsu Jake we've been talking about him for I don't even know how long Brandy we're gonna get back on to 
Jake's gonna has reached out right before this about yeah. doing another one. We'll get her on. Jake's gonna he he's gonna come back as much as he possibly can. We'll try to get him on at least, you know, twice a month or once a month or something like that, whenever you have time. And uh but we wanna give if any if you take anything from this episode, it's look for one of these avenues to get better. Jiu-jitsu, we touched on a little bit. We're going to go more into it on another podcast. But that definitely is something, a start. Even watching it, for me, is good. And it's a journey that can last a lifetime. Literally 80-year-old people do it. Yes. Um, even older, young ages, kids, women. All ages. Fat people. And it's everywhere now. Yeah, you can go to any yeah. city in America and you can find a home. And you, could, and you can. And reach out to us. And, and this is... Literally changed people's lives. Now I've seen it, dude. People like, that it, you've seen it. Oh, firsthand. I mean, you know. I mean, yeah. we have. Tony people. and I have had some mutual acquaintances here that you know we now currently train with. That you know, some people in their situation would be devastated and probably never be in public, and and they have battled some darkness and they are thriving right now. Yep. And the mats have been a huge crutch for these people. I've seen it work for people dealing with drug and alcohol issues, too. I mean, that definitely... Yes. Because it's a lifestyle. I mean, you got me drinking kombucha and all kind of wild shit. Eat, trying to eat better. Um, There's just a lot that comes running, from thinking I mean, about, it's, it's not just a... Thinking you're about, not what everybody thinks when they hear it is we're going to beat each other up. But, mm-hmm. like, you could name, like, probably right off the top of your head, multiple things that just come from this. Discipline. Respect. Other than teach you how to control yeah. your emotions, yes. how to control yourself in bad situations, um, and that the physical fitness helps, part yeah. of it. You're Some looking, of those days, you're looking thick today, by the way, bro. <laughs> you're looking two thirty-five, wouldn't you say? You something? <laughs> but I can't. We're gonna. We should show a picture of you up. when you first started lifting. By the way, from neck down at least, when you were a whopping one forty-seven. Wasn't it one forty-seven? Pictures of me from. Poster. That yeah, was sick. Was, that was probably last who knows. A long time ago. <laughs> so we'll do another one soon. Um, we're sorry for the the lag in uh, amounts of podcasts. But again, we just want to be safe. We don't want to... Uh, we want to make sure that everybody is healthy. We're not spreading this around, the, the COVID stuff. So that's why we took some time off. But we're going to get Brandy back on. Jake will come back. Um, reach out if you're interested about jujitsu anymore. Reach out to Tony. Tony will hook you up with Jake, and he could explain it to you a little bit more. Find a reputable gym in your area. He'll reach out to some people, and uh, I don't think you'd have an issue with that. Oh no, yeah. well, we can direct you anywhere. Um, please rate and review on iTunes. Click the purple icon. Give us five stars, and um. Write a review, like an actual one, if you want. If not, say your favorite cereal. I don't care. But that gets our podcast out there. And what we're doing this for, that's just the algorithm for some reason. We're trying to reach people. We're not trying to make money. We're not doing any of that. But we want to make sure that people can find our podcast. And rating and reviewing on iTunes for some reason is the only way that you could do that, i found. So you have any clo- anything to say, Tone? Close it up. Yeah, I think it's we summed it up pretty good with all this. Just another avenue, another outlet, yeah. and another tool in your belt that you can use to help battle your demons. You got any words, words of wisdom, sir? No, just 
try to not be so comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're in a situation you don't like, take a step to get out of it. You know, reach out to anybody, you know, especially us now that you know you can. We'll try to direct you or help you in any way we can. And I'm going to put you on the spot right now. We need a motivational song from Jiu-Jitsu, Jay. A motivational song? A song, a legit song. Because you're a music connoisseur, yeah. I would say. We need a song. We Tone put his playlist out. It was like Elvis. <laughs> and We need a legit motivational song that you listen to that pumps you up. Uh, if I Had a Heart by Fever Ray is one we always put on at the gym. It's also the theme to Viking. I guess it was in the show Vikings. But we What's it called a, again? If I Had a Heart by if I Fever heart. Ray. By Fever Ray. I believe that's who it is. Let me let me double check that. But it was the track on Vikings and people used to love it. But it was on one of our yoga playlists and people loved it. Yoga is another thing we're going to talk to Jiu-Jitsu Jake about. He's a yoga, a yogi. Well, I wouldn't say yoga, but I do respect. <laughs> well, Again, it's another... That's what they call them. It's another um, avenue that you can take. That's my next... That's 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 Colin's next journey. We're going to try to do some yoga. I'll let you know how that goes, too. So, If I Had a Heart by Fever Ray is a good one. And I'm going to give you another one. Oh, bonus. We're going to go with the bonus Fire in the Blood by Nick Cave. Fire in the Blood. By Nick Cave. Check that out. When you write your review, let us know how you feel about those songs. And if you want more, let us know. Jake will post some stuff. And I don't have a motivational song right now. That's because you don't I was listening, heart. I was listening to the System of Down earlier. I'm ready to burn shit to the ground. <laughs> um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Steelers lost, unfortunately. But uh, we'll be back next week. When do you want to do it? Again, Sunday? Or can we yeah. sneak sneak a one in? We'll try, we'll try to get another one. We can get another one in this week. Well, we're gonna get Brandy on too, and I'm gonna take my kids to see Brandy because she has all kind of animals. You gotta take your kids out there. Right. She, dude, cows. I was there. There was like a turkey on on my head. There was all kind of stuff, dude. Shout out, Brandy. She's powerful, Brandy. All right, take care. We'll see you next week.